Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Christensen, and this is the Peaceful Productivity Podcast, where I share strategies to help you get the most out of your time and feel better in the process. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Peaceful Productivity Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about focus. And I'm so excited about this topic. This was a game changer for me. So I wanted to share with you some of the things that really helped me to get more focused at work in corporate, but also focused in my business. I think when we have a business, I think we can become distracted by all of the things. There's a lot coming at us these days. And so it's really easy to get distracted to only pay attention to what's right in front of us, the most urgent things. And we start to get feeling a little bit overwhelmed. I know that when I feel overwhelmed, I feel scattered. I feel reactive. I feel like I'm only doing the urgent things. That's all I have time for. And I'm letting the important things slide to the bottom of the priority list. So that's the problem. The problem is that we start to slip down this slope of urgent items and stop focusing on the priority items. And it's a very common problem, and it's also a problem that has a very easy solution. We know how to solve that problem. We just need to set aside more time for the important things and stop telling ourselves that we don't have time. But in the moment when the boss is making a request or when the customer is always right, your colleague calls in sick, then all of a sudden those good intentions, they just fall away and you end up just doing the urgent stuff and not making time for the important stuff. So then what happens is you wake up the next morning feeling like you're under the weight, the burden of this growing list of things that are both important and urgent. I know I've definitely felt this way. And there's times when I still feel this way. Life happens. We can't anticipate every situation. And even if we could... That would take up so much of our mental energy to prepare for all of the things that may or may not ever come up. So the question becomes, how do we strike a balance between the urgent and the important? I like to think of it like a dance. Or sometimes I like to think about it as waves on a beach coming and going. I look for the constants in those situations I like to think about the, the fact that even though I can't control always what's coming at me, I can control how I show up and how I respond. So I'll give you an example. This morning, I was thinking about something that happened in the recent past. I was beating myself up for my response to that situation. I kept telling myself, I should have done things differently. I also was mindful of the fact that I can't change the past. And I just kept saying that to myself. I can't change the past. I can't change the past. Move on already was the tone of the self-talk in my head. But that just made me feel worse because 
now I'm beating up on myself for my response in the present about my response in the past. (laughs) It's so fascinating the way that we do that to ourselves. And so I was really thankful for my ability to step outside of that situation for a moment because when I did... I had this realization or not a realization, I like a remembrance. I reminded myself that it's true that I can't change the past, but I can change my experience of the past. And that was so relieving. There was this immediate relief as I felt the truth of that idea resonate through me. The past is fixed. I know that to be true. But the way I think about the past is also up to me. It's a very powerful idea if we allow it to settle or if we remind ourselves of that. So in this particular situation, the way that it manifested itself is I asked myself, how do I want to feel about this event that happened in the past, recognizing that I can't change it? And the first thing that came up was acceptance. I want to accept that it happened. I want to accept that I responded the way that I did. If you listen to last week's podcast episode, you'll know that this has been a big focus for me lately. So it's no surprise that this is what my intuitive brain offered me was acceptance as a way to feel about this thing that happened and my response to it. Once I reminded myself of that and came to this idea about acceptance, my next step was to ask myself, how do I want to think about this situation that helps me to feel acceptance? And what came up in that moment was a sentence in my brain. The sentence was, I am both powerful and powerless. It's such an interesting idea to be presented to me at that moment, when I'm feeling powerless, this idea that I am both powerful and powerless. So I asked myself how that could be true, how both things could be true at the same time. Through that exercise of finding the evidence for that to be true, I started to feel acceptance. I started to find all of the reasons why I'm both powerless and powerful, and I started to feel acceptance. Acceptance of the situation itself, acceptance around the other people in the situation, and acceptance for myself and my response. It's so interesting, the power of the word and. It's one of my favorite tools. My perfectionist brain habitually likes to offer me only two options, either or, (laughs) black or white. When I asked myself how both things could be true at the same time, that's when the magic happens. That's when I experience the shifting that occurs from that stuck in resistance to the space of acceptance. So how does this all relate to focus? Well, part of the dance that I was talking about earlier is the dance between important and urgent. When we step back for a moment and think about incorporating both instead of one or the other, 
that's when we shift into solution mode rather than staying stuck in resistance. One of my mentors recently said, everything is important and nothing is important, (laughs) which is so true. Everything is important if we allow it to be, and nothing is important in the big scheme of things. 100 years from now, or even 10 years from now, I won't be thinking about how I should have responded differently in this particular situation or how I should have written something earlier or how I shouldn't have said something to a friend of mine. It's all important and none of it is important. That's the power of perspective. That's why I love coaching so much. I can now shift between these two perspectives which then starts to create space for more. And in that space, I feel freedom, the freedom to choose, the freedom to choose my perspective, the freedom to choose what best serves me and other people in that situation, rather than being forced into a corner with no choice. It's the freedom to choose what I want to focus on. So how do we gain that perspective? Well, as I mentioned earlier, when we zoom out and look at the forest instead of the trees, we get a better sense of the overall destination and the path forward. When we're stuck in the trees, in the tactics, in the day-to-day grind, it's really easy to lose track of where we're going or even where we're at. When we lose sight of all that, that's when we start to become disoriented We just start to take on whatever's in front of us and we overwhelm ourselves with the tasks. You know, I think the business plan, (laughs) that document, that concept, I think it's gotten a really bad rep. When I talk to people about business plans, it's really the same reaction that I get when I talk about process improvement or about accounting. People's eyes glaze over. And I can't say that I blame them. (laughs) All of us have experienced how very unsexy these topics can be. But for me, my business didn't really turn around. It didn't really start to get some traction and some momentum until I started to get focused. I got focused on my vision, this vision of helping women and young people with financial literacy this vision of helping more female entrepreneurs rocket in the free world. (laughs) I believe so passionately in the entrepreneurial mindset and how it is helping myself and all of us to elevate to the next level of our potential, that it's really easy for me to focus on the things in the day-to-day that help move me closer to that vision because of that passion, because of that vision. It almost becomes like the air that I breathe. I don't have to practice affirmations or mantras. I don't have to remind myself of the next step. I don't have to drag myself out of bed in the morning to face another day. It just becomes part of who I am. The way that I got there was by creating a business plan. Because all a business plan really is, all it is is painting a picture of the future, taking an honest, appreciative look at where I'm at in the current state and mapping out a path from 
here to there. You can do it at the beginning of your business. You can do it after you've started. I didn't do mine until I was probably a year into my business before I did that thought work. I didn't know how helpful it was going to be or I would have done it much earlier. You can also do it before you've even started. You might have the germ of an idea or you're still working in corporate and you want to elevate your career there. I remember I once created a job description for the job that I wanted in the future, a job that didn't even exist in my company at the time. I described the vision in detail. I wrote it all out and I thought about the roadmap for myself in getting from here to there. And within a year of me creating that job description, the position was created at my company. It was a position that didn't even exist when I mapped it all out. And yet it was created at the very same company where I was working. So fascinating. It's really very simple. It's easy and it's sexy. Because what's more exciting than taking control of your future and working towards creating that? It's exciting because it then guides your day-to-day actions. It guides your focus. It supports you when times are tough. It also provides you with a reason to celebrate when things are going well, when things are going according to plan. You can't know if things are going according to plan if you don't have a plan. And when you do, it feels so good. It feels rewarding. It feels fulfilling. It feels like you are in control, that you have clarity on where you're going and the confidence to move forward instead of second guessing every step or overwhelming yourself with all of the tasks. So if you're thinking that a business plan is boring or unnecessary, feel free to call it a vision document or your roadmap to success or your success strategy. Those are kind of fun. Thinking about all of the value that you'll get from the exercise of creating the business plan, the clarity and the confidence that you'll get, that focus on value will help to alleviate any of those feelings of dread or overwhelm that you might have. I'm here to help. I've posted a business plan checklist on my website, and I'm also offering free strategy sessions. In these sessions, we will take a look at the vision, the current state, and we'll map out from here to there. You'll walk away with the concrete steps you need to up-level or start your business. So if you're interested, check out my website, Financial Wellness Coach, for all of the deets. Okay, that's what I have for you today, my friends. I hope you have a wonderful week. 